Hello, everybody, and welcome. <clears throat> My goodness. Clear your throat before you start talking. I sound like Ryan Bingham. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If We Can Just Say. It's been a long day, y'all. We just got back from vacation yesterday and back to the office today, and I'm feeling a little lagging. Okay, his basement office, he's looking at me. Wow. Didn't he, I don't even get oh. an interruption. <laughs> Nobody knows who they're talking to right now or who's um, talking to them. Nobody as knows always, who I, I am. am your host, Jessica Carter Ogle, and with me is that Yahoo over there, Stephen Ogle. And there she goes, stealing my phrases. Jeez. <laughs> Off to a banger of a start, let me tell you. Hey, man, this is real life. Nothing is perfect. <laughs> if you listen to a podcast and it's perfect every second, they lying to you, y'all. Yeah, they're like, lying. They're editing like crazy. Yeah, no kidding. We don't edit on this podcast. We'll edit no. out silence if I have to like pause it because it'll create like three or four seconds of silence. So I'll edit that out. But other than that, I don't do no editing. We never edit, though. He does make me listen to it immediately following it. This is like my least favorite part of the podcast, of doing the podcast, is immediately upon stopping talking, I have to listen to it all over again. Hey, man, it's just based on when we record, and uh, I'm not putting up a podcast without listening to it to make sure all the audio and everything sounds good. I say just wing it. Just go with it. Just get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Speaking of, that takes us right into our first topic. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Uh, We saw the new Flash movie. Um, I will say uh, that we're not doing a full spoiler review, but I'm going to tell you, go see it. I'm going to tell you guys that I, you couldn't be more shocked than me that I enjoyed it. (laughs) I actually liked it and I actually did not check my watch and not just because of my love for the OG Batman, the only Batman in my eyes. Michael Keaton, but because it was <laughs> genuinely a good movie, like I was shocked. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Like I recommend it. What? Yeah. Who said that? <laughs> Me. Yeah, there's two movies this year we've gone to the theater to see in which she did not look at her watch once. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy three, which we reviewed last heartbreaking week, heartbreaking tale, and Flash, which we will spoiler review uh, probably in a week or two. But I just want to tell everybody. Go see this movie. Yeah. It is absolutely great. I wanted to Love hate it. it. I especially wanted to hate Ezra Miller because of all the reports of what sort of human being he is. And I, he was good. I liked it. I was like, dang it all to heck. Dang yeah. it all to heck. And there's a lot of clever writing. Yeah. Um, a lot of the way they do... I mean, as you all know, it's about him going to another, you know, universe and trying to, like, save his his mom. We all know what the plot is. But the way they do multiverse, I was way more impressed with than the entire multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um... I think I'm shocked that DC did something better than Marvel in my eyes. Um, I mean, once again, not because I, 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 I've said it a couple of times. I don't want to spoil it, but I will, I will say... That in regards to, uh, if, if I was going to compare it to Doctor Strange, I would say that it was better than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and I would, I will say, I will say that it, it was because it delivered yeah. on things that were on screen. They delivered. They delivered on their story. They delivered on 
what they put into the quote unquote multiverse. I mean, he's and I feel like Marvel with Multiverse of Madness, which I could we could spoil this all day because it's been out for over a year. I I don't feel like that they delivered on their multiverse. No, agreed, agreed. And they I w- they they gave us a, a some window dressing. Yeah, and there was an empty store. I will also say. He's made me, as you all know, he makes me watch all of these items. I don't make her watch. Okay, please, please. (laughs) And this, I will say, is the best DC movie they've put out in the last 10 years. Um, mm. Of all the stuff you've made me watch, this, I, I liked the original Wonder Woman. I liked the original Shazam. But anything other than that, I haven't liked till Flash. Um, let's see. Oh, to the interwebs, folks. Yeah, because I got um, that's some hold music. With for ten you. years, you're you're uh, you're passing the fact that uh, just, the Dark Knight trilogy I just threw would have been eleven years there. ago. So, so I'm right. So you make so it. So I'm in, right, yo. So you can. I I would allow your Jay answer for yourself to be correct. They don't play. She's right. She's right all the time. You didn't even hear what I said, did you? Yeah, my answer is correct. I said I will allow your no, it, answer to be correct I for don't yourself. Care if you allow it or not. <laughs> it's right. Um. But anyway, if you are a superhero person, if you're into Marvel, DC, all that jazz, definitely check it out. Um. I I would say. Uh. And I will say if James Gunn does nothing moving forward from this movie, I'm going to be mad. I would say that the best DC film that's been in the last 10 years uh, is it comes down to either this movie, Man of Steel, or Wonder Woman. Those Man three of movies. Steel didn't do it for me. Oh, man. I, I, I loved everything about Man of Steel. Is that the one with Costner biting it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember being like impressed. There's, you know, and I've said this to you before. There's something about Superman. He just doesn't get my engines revving like Batman. Superman is like such as just like a Joe Schmo, like a Poindexter, like follow the rules. Like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I want you to stealthily throw someone into a brick wall <laughs> like my Batman. Would. I mean, Superman does some damage when eh. it's necessary. No, it's like um, codes of honor and whatnots. Nobody wants that. It's a lot of responsibility. He is kind of, he is similar to, um, wow, this is a comparison that uh, probably won't uh, get a lot of favor with uh, the comic book nerds and whatnot. But I feel like uh, Superman, in, in a way, uh, is a lot like Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. He has a lot of responsibility with the amount of power that he has. He has a power of 10,000 sons. Like, he's got a lot of responsibility with that power. And so, yes, he keeps himself to a strict moral code. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't, then literally he could overthrow the world. I feel like Superman's like the martyr of the superheroes. No, he's not a martyr. Just stop it. Most people compare him to Captain America because they call him a, a... you know, I can see that. They they call him, you know, basically like, uh, you know, not a goody two-shoes, but like he's got that yeah, strict he's moral a strict code. Yeah, little poindexter. Strict moral I code. I don't think I have a favorite Marvel character. Have I ever expressed that? I don't know. Batman is obviously my favorite, always. 
DC favorite and DC favorite across the board. I, I would agree with that, yeah. I don't really have a favorite Marvel that I can think of, but I do love the Guardians. I consider them like one whole, and that's like, that's my favorite. Like, if you ever like, you have to watch a Marvel movie, you have to do it or we're getting divorced. I'd be like, I don't know, I guess I'll watch the Guardians. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Marvel, as far as the movies go, uh, it's it's always Cap for me. Yeah, Cap, I know you love Cap. Cap and Bucky, it's it's always them too. Uh, Iron Man's like Gotta a, love a those fifties, forties names like Bucky. Yeah. yeah, Bucky's a big, you know, bad. I mean, it's a nickname. I know, but just like, but, oh my gosh. But uh, I mean, when it comes to the comics, um, man, I, I I always I always follow the X Men as being my favorite. Mm. The X Men they deal with so much stuff that is real and relatable to just life. I will say, and trying to be a community and live together like the X, the X Men writers always hammer that home so well, and that's what I always fall towards is them and Spider Man. I forget X Men being Marvel. Um, X Men were movies that I watched back in the day on my own when they came out. The Patrick Stewart series X One, X Two, X Three was awful, but X One and Two were good, and that's all I know. I've never watched any. We watched New Mutants, but. And we're gonna we're gonna go through those other X Men films eventually because there's some good stuff in there for sure. All that to say, watch the Flash. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Oh, you also watched Logan, the last, the last yeah. Wolverine film that we got. Yeah. Where Hugh Jackman is much older and yeah. Patrick Stewart's older and stuff. What does which, that mean? Why are you saying that though? You said like, you didn't watch any of the X Men films. That's considered oh, an X Men yeah. film. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's yeah, it's kind, it's kind of the it's no that's true I didn't I wasn't understanding where you got that from like how your brain went there but okay yeah yeah that makes sense um <clears throat> but yeah so anyways we'll give a full spoiler review probably in a couple of weeks on Flash yeah go watch the movie um yeah. I mean like I'm tempted to go see it a second time because I enjoyed it that so much low. and that and that's been a while since I felt it's like ooh I should go watch this movie again I kind of felt that way with Ant Man but I just never made it back to the theater. Um, I really like Jonathan Majors. I think he was excellent in that film. Yeah, me too. I hope he um, sticks around and that, you know, the BS of the media doesn't screw with him. Well, the court case and everything for him is coming up, I think, in July or August. Ridiculous. So everything is kind of on pause until that all happens. But it's, yeah, Poor it guy. is very ridiculous. The people that are going after him, it's so bizarre the people that are going after him because they literally have eyewitness proof that he did nothing wrong. Yeah. Like the 911 the original reason for going after him was that somebody else made the 911 call, which is insane to me cuz he's literally the tapes out there you can listen to his 911 yeah. call. Like it's Well, that's this country insane. take anybody to court for anything whether it's ridiculous or not. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully uh the court finds the correct information and, and yeah. the correct information of that is he's good to go. And then he gets back into doing Marvel. Yep. Cause I think that's why Marvel is pushed. Like he's supposed to be a part of Loki season two. And I think one of the reasons why it's not coming out till like October or November is because of this stuff with Jonathan majors. I think they pushed it back. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh. Like with this bad press that he's they pushed back season two. That first season came out four years ago. I don't remember anything. I'll refresh you. Oh, yay. <laughs> You're married to me. I can refresh you on all these things. Oh, my gosh. Woohoo! Um, Yeah, so. So, yes, as I said, mm. we got back from camping. Um, we used Rover for our girl while we were gone. And let me tell you, y'all, like, 
if you guys are in this area and need a rover, our girl's name is Jessica, which I knew was a good sign from the beginning. <laughs> she was amazing. Like, we've never had a bad experience. This is the third person we've used from rover. I will say they've all been good experiences. Yes. But this girl was, like, above and beyond, like, her attentiveness, her communication, like everything she took notes when she first came here we did two meet and greets like she would send me a like a good morning text about Sophia like a midday and evening she was great she even said we left a couple new toys to give Sophia and she texts me and she's like I had to step out for a little bit and I bought Sophia a couple toys because she was just so cute with her toys I wanted to give her some more I was like oh my gosh so in <laughs> in like four days Sophia got like five toys three Kongs like she was yeah, spoiled. Very. But I felt like confident. I felt like good. Like you can tell that she loves what she does and she takes pride in taking care of people's pets and our home. Like she left our home. It looked great. She collected our mail. Like she was great. I can't recommend her enough. Yeah. I think she even collected her garbage to our main garbage can so, in the kitchen. Cause both the bathroom cans were empty. Yeah. So I feel and like I always empty them before guests come because there's just nothing like I got a lot of weird things like when guests come and it's probably for my mom like make sure your garbages are empty like your bathroom garbage cans are empty when guests come. Yeah. So I always like before people come over I'm always emptying the garbage cans and she was probably like these garbage cans are completely empty I'm scared to put anything in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You wouldn't be surprised. But yeah she was really nice did a good job. Yeah. Um, while we were hanging out in Mill Creek. Yes. Yep. What a time that was, man. It feels like it went by way too fast. I know. It was nice, though. So Mill Creek, if you guys remember, we talked about last year. It's right across um, Lake Huron from Mackinac Island. Yep. Um, my parents get like a campsite facing the water and the island. And it's really yeah. nice. It takes us about four hours to get up there. We left Friday after work. We got up just before 10 o'clock and... Got right into it. We were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and came home Sunday. Yeah, and, you know, I saw on the news, obviously, if you've been paying attention to any of the news about these fires going on in Canada, of, like, there's just so many out-of-control fires that they just can't, can't get control of them. Um, it was, there was smog yeah. covering the island. Like, we didn't, we didn't go to the island this year, but last year you could see the hotel clear as day yeah from the beach um and in in Mackinac City you you could see it clear clear as day no problem didn't need binoculars or anything and this trip because of the smog i think we saw could see the hotel maybe like 70% of the time maybe if that, if that like like it was gone it just looked hazy and foggy yeah so like and and that 70 percent was when it was fuzzy yeah the third there was 30 percent where we couldn't see it at all yeah completely gone like just uh, the island was there you could see an outline of the island uh, when we first got there the bridge was even like covered yeah um i know when we went over on one of the days we were going over and on the right hand side where the island is everything was fine you looked over on the left hand side of the other bridge and it I felt like I was in John Carpenter's The Fog. Yeah. Because it was just coming. That's a good example. So we had um, great weather the whole time we were there, though. It was beautiful the whole time. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, but Stephen and I went parasailing one of the days we were there because we didn't get to go last year. The winds weren't, you know, conducive for it. 
And so we went parasailing. We went in the evening because my parents were going in to watch like a, the car show parade because they go up there at this time every year yep. for like the car show in St. Ignace. And so we went parasailing and we were the only two people. We were the last people to go for the day. So we had the boat to ourselves. And But it was interesting. I've gone parasailing a couple times. It was interesting getting up there well first just getting off the back of the boat we got a little cattywampus and i like kind of fell off the side of it we had to like re reposition <laughs> ourselves um but you know once we got up there seeing like the fog like that's what it felt i almost kind of felt like i was in a vacuum or like a black hole up there like everything was like gray and cloudy and silent yeah. and the water was completely still and flat and black and like, yeah, it was surprisingly like calming and relaxing. I probably could have fallen asleep up there, but it just felt, it didn't feel eerie in any way, but it just felt like completely still. It's, you know, we did it when we went to Trevor City and on Lake Michigan, we could see the sand at the bottom. We could see fish swimming around, yeah. seaweed, all that kind of stuff. I could see the bottom and it was a warmer day. It was in the morning, um, and when we went out of St. Ignace this time around, uh, the the fact that the water was, you couldn't see through it at all, was a little eerie to me. It I almost was, looked like concrete. I was like, because I, I remember in Trevor City, like, not thinking at all about, wow, what, you know, if I fell right now, I'd probably die sort of thing. Never thought about yeah. any of that kind of stuff. When we went up this time, I looked at that water and I was like, I feel like I'm staring into an abyss. Yeah. And if we fall, it's over. Yeah. Like, I did this think, is going to suck. I did have that thought too. I was like, if I go down there and slap that concrete, I'm gone. Like, it just looked eerie. Don't move like, around too much so your carabiners don't move. Like, it did look a little bit eerie in that it was just looked like a sea of darkness. And I was just like, well, all right, either either everything's going to be fine or something wacky is going to happen, but whatever. It's you know, cool, it is what though. It is. But yeah, it was, it, was, cool. it was nice up there. It was, uh, as she said, you know, it was quiet. We got really high up, and I feel like they took a little bit longer time, too, because we so? were the only ones on the boat. We yeah. were the last people to come in. They didn't have any other appointments after us, which was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were parasailing all weekend. Yeah. The whole time we were there, there was parasailers happening. Yeah. So the smog didn't really stop them from doing that. It's really more about the wind and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but it's yeah, a lot of fun. It, it was interesting though, too, because I noticed this time around sitting at the camp, I could hear the boats more. Yeah. I heard more boats as well. Like I, they would be like going toward the island yeah. and be, I don't know, miles from us. But I could hear it coming in. And then your dad and I watched some fireworks. And I think you joined us at the end. We watched, we watched the St. Ignace uh, fireworks on Saturday night. And when they went for the finale, you know, it's a whole bunch of fireworks that go off all at once. He had been watching it already. And I walked up and started talking to him or whatever. And then I just saw a whole bunch go off. And then you walked up. And he's like, well, you know, I'm, you know. Whenever this is, whenever it finales, I'm going to go. And then we just started hearing all the sounds because, you know, sound takes a while to travel yeah. to you over the water. That was funny. So like the fireworks had been done for, you know, probably five or 10 seconds. And then we heard all the noise. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, man, I've never seen that happen before. That was kind of cool. But I was like, I wondered why I didn't hear the sound going off. 
I feel like <laughs> hearing the boats too, though. Last year when we went up there, we spent all Thursday at Mackinac Island. Then Friday, we spent like the whole day out at like the car show and doing all kinds of stuff. This time, we made a point to be at the campsite more. Like, we left Thursday just to go parasailing. We left Friday to like get a bite um, at like a drive in called Carl's yeah. or Clyde's drive in. So, like, they come out to your car. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Which... So, we had our cars, you know, the tray on the window, and Stephen was the driver. So, the tray was next to him on the window. So I'm looking and I'm look, we're facing the restaurant and I can, you know, it's glass and I can see the people inside and I can see the reflection of our cars and, and, uh, the car next to me, like I could probably reach out, you know, lean out and I could probably touch their car. They weren't that far away. And I'm looking in the window and I see this seagull wings are flapping and it's out, but I can't, I can't see depth perception on the window. I don't know where it's at. I just know that I see it in between my our car and the car next to us. And then all of a sudden, it hits the tray next to me and grabs one of the two french fries sitting on the tray. Scared the you living crap out of me. Twenty feet. You were like, I was what? like, what the hell is going on? It was. It was such a clatter, like a racket. Like what in the world? Yeah, but it came down for a French fry, stole one, funny. and took off. The lady next to it was like big eyed. Was like, what in the world? I was like, what? I was like, I saw there was a seagull, but I didn't know. I couldn't place yeah. where it was, but it was literally hovering right above our car. Came down, grabbed a French fry, and got out of there. And I was like, I'm just glad it didn't take my ketchup. Yeah, it's looking for condiments. <laughs> Another thing, we're sitting there, and we, we go to pay the woman. And Stephen realizes he doesn't have his wallet. So then he panics in Stephen fashion. And he's like, I can't drive the car. You're going to have to drive. Mind you, I had had about five drinks throughout the day already. So I was like, I'm not driving the car. I can't drive it. <laughs> so then my dad had to drive the car and drive us back. And I told Stephen, I'm like, you could have just drove us back. I said, if it had just been me and you, you would have been driving. Because I'm not getting a DUI, but. But I was like, it was funny. Speaking was of like, Poindexter's, like Superman. I was like, no, there's too many, uh, too many cops in the area and all that kind of stuff. And no, not taking no chances. But yeah, camping was nice. It was, it was cool. It remind being at the campsite more reminded me more of like being a kid and us running around the campsite. We would always camp with um, our friends, the Sizios. Hmm. If any of them listen, but we would always like drive camp stuff together and go to Mackinac and yeah. all that stuff. It was nice. I enjoyed sitting more. Like I said, I wanted to relax. I got like a book from the library. I read about half my book while I was up there. We had a few drinks. We sat around by the fire. We talked, even played a little guitar. Like it was nice. We did a lot of grilling and yep. we just relaxed. And my parents, I'll post a picture of it, got themselves a couple bicycles. Yep. My mom's bike is named Bluebell. You'll see a picture of Bluebell. Bell for short. <laughs> Kelly, we'll see how you feel about that. You're also Bell. I don't know. I think Bluebell might trump you in the Bell department. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But yeah, so they got their bikes, and so they were riding around the island, and I rode around the island a little bit with my dad on my mom's bike. That was nice. That was a nice little extra thing to do. I enjoyed that. And just taking a walk along the campsites and stuff. It's just really nice up there. Like, if you ever have the opportunity to camp up in Mill Creek, it's nice. It's clean. They take really good care of it, cleaning the campsites for, like, the next people. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your dad uh, 
Japan. They got there on Sunday, and he paid 40 bucks for firewood, and we left firewood because we didn't go through it all. Yeah. And he was there for a full seven days. Yeah. So if you're going to be there for a while, highly recommend. Oh, just, totally worth it. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise you're paying 550 for a bundle, and yeah. that bundle goes up quick because it doesn't have any doesn't have any um, uh, bark on it or anything. It's all cut yeah. up wood and stuff, whereas the the pile of yeah. wood that he got um you got some stuff that's got bark in it and some bigger pieces and uh but yeah we didn't go through all of it we got no. pretty close but we didn't go through all of it yeah so i wanted to go into the water a little bit more but there are so many rocks like so it's sand but it's rocky and they were pretty slippery and i was like i need shoes and i almost brought my crocs and i didn't bring them and next year i'm going to bring my crocs because if i even if i just wear those for just like a little bit of like grip i can go farther out but you know how little kids are they were out in the cold water just swimming and laughing and i'm like oh man yeah remember being like young and not feeling the cold of the water and now i'm like oh goosebumps yeah yeah i'm long i'm long past that i'm like eh, it's just water i'm good i'll be but, all right but it was fun i had a good time Got yeah. some. My mom got me some peppermint taffy, which they always get me when they go up there. They always get my brother fudge and me peppermint taffy. I love it. That's the only taffy I like. Every other flavor is gross. I don't really like taffy. It doesn't do anything for me. It, it sticks to the roof of my mouth and my teeth. And I don't like that. I actually that. thought I ate it all, but you, I brought some home, didn't I? You did. Ooh, I'm going to have to get on that. Yep. Eat some of that. But yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. I had a good time just hanging out. Like, you know, you've got to be comfortable and close with someone if you're sleeping in such close quarters. What's my parents' camper? Like 24 feet, including a bathroom? Something like that, yeah. And they have like their bed in there. And then there's like a love seat that folds out that we put an air mattress in. So once our bed is out and the air mattress is on it, like every inch of that camper is filled. Yeah, just about. You got a little walkway yeah. around it, and that's about it. A walkway around the bed to lead to the bathroom, but that's it. But there's no, uh, there's no privacy. There's no nothing. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, uh, but it was a it was a great time. Highly recommend just to unwind, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this next weekend as well. We both have Monday and Tuesday off for the Fourth of July holiday, so. Um, I'm looking forward to having those four days off with no travel plans. So I was happy to get away. I wanted to get away for a couple of days and relax, and I'm glad we did. And now I'm looking forward to also being able to do that at home. Yeah, staycations are always, uh, no offense to anything or anyone, but staycations are always more my speed. I feel like I don't have to be on, and that's when I really get to have a vacation is when I'm not on. And it's easier for me to relax somewhere else most of the time. So we need a balance of that in our relationship. Yeah. So like when we do a vacation, generally when we come home, we have a day in between the vacation and going back to work so yeah. that at least I get some sort of like reprieve. I would have liked that <laughs> now. But I am like when we do our honeymoon, yeah. we'll do Saturday to Saturday. So we'll have Sunday off and then yeah, that'll be helpful. And you know, we're both, we both got home yesterday and then went right back to it today. And I was back online at seven o'clock this morning. Yeah. At least I didn't have to go into the office because my meeting was literally from like seven until two thirty, which sucked. Yeah. And I'm sure tomorrow when this releases, I'll have another meeting that goes that long. So, um, uh, I mean, I took, I took a break here and there to 
let Sophia outside or whatever. Yeah. And I told the guys, I was like, all right, I got to go let her out. She's going to go nuts. But we got really good weather camping, though, too, like I said. And as soon as we got home yesterday afternoon, we were under, like, a tornado watch and a thunderstorm watch. And it was rainy today. And I was like, man, we just, like... Just it. It. And up there too, they were having that kind of weather. So that was nice. We'll post a bunch of pictures and you guys can see the yep. fun that was had. Yeah. It was great. <clears throat> nice. Yep. yep. So thanks mom and dad for uh, letting us crash your campsite for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. Yep. Letting us get into the, crash into those close quarters. Yes. Yep. So. <clears throat> well. All right. It's what everybody's been waiting for, I think. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah. It's time for the album anniversaries for this week. Uh, we got quite a few. Oh, great. Quite a few. Great, yeah. Um, got some firsts in there. Got all kinds of crazy fun stuff. Oh, goodness. I'm going to strap myself in. So uh, these are for the dates, June 7th. Sorry, June 27th all the way to July 2nd. I was going to say, if you're starting on June 7th, I'm throwing in the towel and going upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I didn't... Uh, yeah, there's nothing... Um... All right, Buster, this isn't the time to be... That's prep time. <laughs> I'm prepped. I'm just looking. Um, all right, so uh, starting off from 2006 is uh, a little album called Dusk and Summer by one Dashboard Confessional. Ugh, that nerd. This was... That emo punk. This was and is my favorite album of theirs. I cannot stand that emo punk. That is not acoustic. So, uh, I generally like the acoustic stuff way more, but Dusk and Summer was a good blend of both. Not to mention he has the lead singer of uh, The Counting Crows on one of his songs, Ooh. which is really cool. Now, I like them. I saw them in concert once with Soul Asylum and Live. Wow. It's very good. Wow. Very good show. He did not play Mr. Jones, and that is a grievance, and I <laughs> shall always have that grievance. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, a band that uh, Jess and I are going to go see in October or uh, maybe Wait, my buddy Stu, oh, or yeah, or maybe know. somebody else. I don't know who's going with me, but I got two tickets. Uh, Haste the Day, their album, When Everything Falls, their second album, uh, which is uh, by far and away uh, their best album, in my opinion. 18 years old. Uh, if you like metal, but you like uh, you like the, the choruses to have some singing vocals that you can hear and whatnot and uh, understand, Haste the Day's your band. Nobody make me listen to it. Somebody else go with him. <laughs> hey, today's good live. Uh, I've seen them many times live. I like them a lot. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Slipknot released their first album in 1999. What's the song I know? By? Slipknot. Oh, my gosh. It's For... the one everybody knows. Um, Wait and Bleed? No, that's not right. It's like their most popular one. That would be probably wait and bleed or uh, uh i mean that's uh, i'm thinking of wait and bleed because that's the album that that's on but i think what you're thinking of is probably duality duality yeah but that comes on other that's on other I albums mean, get with it well um, what i was gonna say is i never really listened to slipknot <clears throat> i probably know like that song but you would listen to it more, and especially when we were doing, like, weight workouts, you would put it on. Yeah. Enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys were enjoyable with their little masks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, so sick, eyeless, wait and bleed, surfacing, spit it out, all great. I mean, that whole album is fantastic. But yes, it is a good album to work out to because it they don't let up. It's a it's a pretty yeah. fast album. Also, the Hasty A album bef- before that is also a very fast album if you want to work out to that. Um, let's see. Uh, a band that I have a couple of their albums, but it's definitely my favorite album of theirs. It's called The Curse by Atreyu. Um, Where do you even find these bands? Oh my gosh. Atreyu had, Nobody knows had Atreyu. some great songs on this album. Um, but uh, the cover of it, it's got like a, a vampire girl lady person vampire on the front. Vampire girl lady person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bleeding Mascara was a big song off of that album. But my favorite is, is uh, uh, Five Vicodin with a, Chased with a Shot of Whiskey. It's great. Doesn't sound smart. Great song. The drums on it are awesome. Cool. Um, let's see. Speaking What's of heavy bands, 1998, so now 25 years old, System of a Down's first album. I know. Sugar. I know Chop Suey. That would be off their second album, Toxicity. This is uh, Sugar. Yeah, I don't know it. Oh, my gosh. Great song. Great album. I saw them live. They were fun. Um, Brad Paisley from 2009, American Saturday Night, which is the album that got me into Brad Paisley. He's good. Great guitar player. Catch All the Fish. That's all I'm going to tell you. Just go listen to Catch All the Fish. It's so great. I'm sure you guys have seen it on on the image of his fishing playlist. Yep, it's, uh, so. it's on the fishing playlist. So I'm going to take a second here to say something about this song because it reminds me of my dad. Okay. There's lyrics in this song. The lyrics is, is, catch all the fish and drink all the beer. That's part of the chorus. That's the actual line is, catch all the fish and drink all the beer. Towards the end of the song, he's acting like he's drunk. And he says, well... We, let's see, how does he say it? Um, We caught all the beer and we drank all the fish. And my dad would say stuff like that. He would cross the words around. So every time I hear that part of the song, I think about my dad because, like, my dad would say uh, stuff like just he didn't drink with, he stopped drinking long before I was born. But he would say things like, Ossifer, I'm not so thank as you drunk I am. Like those sort of things. So when I hear that song, I think about my dad. Um, let's see. Uh, from 1959, Chuck Berry is on top, mm. which had Johnny Be Good. 1959. You that might is, not be ready for it, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> that is 64 years old. That is insane. 64 years old. We heard that when we were kids because of Back to the Future, and that song was already 20 years old. Yeah. That's crazy. 30 years old. You said what year? 56? Uh, uh, yeah, 59. 59. So, so 69, 79. 30, yeah. So it's closer, 25 years old. All right. It was already 25 I'll years old when we were kids. Um, so that's crazy. Cool. What's um, next? Let's see. Uh, Sufjan Stevens. Greetings from Michigan. What an awesome album. Oh my gosh. If you've never listened to Sufjan Stevens and you like like singer-songwriter style stuff, listen to Greetings from Michigan. It's such a good song or such a good album. I'm giving you Greetings from Michigan right now. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, and then you. I got two more. Uh, one is uh, Chris Stapleton's original first single, What Are You Listening To, came out. 
This was before he put out any albums. And that's a very good song to listen to. It's just, what are you listening to? Um, And then the White Stripes, White Blood Cells from 2001. I don't know that. That's uh, Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground, Fell in Love with a Girl. That's White Blood Cells. I do know it. Yep, that's the one that put them over. Cool. So 23 years or 22 years this year. Well done on album anniversaries. Yeah. We had a lot this week, but uh, a lot of good, like lot of good stuff. I, I expected more when you said a lot. Like, I, I mean, like I skipped two more. of them. Why? I don't know. Do you want me to say them? Well, I guess now people are going to wonder. Yeah, because now you told me. Um, uh, from 2011, Gold Cobra by Limp Biscuit. Why would you skip Limp Biscuit? You skip a band that everyone knows, but you give Sufjan <laughs> Stevens and that emo dashboard guy out there. Everybody knows dashboard. Yeah, but like you... Anyways, she's the go- most rando metal band no one's ever heard of, and Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> but I'm gonna skip Limp Biscuit. Somebody, something everybody knows. <laughs> Your bonehead. Everybody knows Dashboard Confessional. Come on. No. What's the other one? Um, the other one is a metal band that probably nobody knows. Uh, Silent Planet released their second album. Uh, Everything is sound. All the lyrics on the album, the lyric book. Um, the uh the lead singer ha- has um bipolar disorder mm-hmm. and so he reads a lot of uh uh psychology books and stuff like that and um so he also a lot of religious texts from all kinds of different religions and so he wrote his lyrics and he puts references to where he what he was reading when he was putting his lyrics together okay. and what each song is based on so he's got a song that's about uh um, PTSD uh, called Panic Room. They've made a video for that, and it follows this guy who comes back from the military. But then, when he hears loud noises, he go, he has P- PTSD oh, yeah. and stuff. Uh, sure. Pretty pretty like detailed lyrics, but they full on scream. So if you're not into screaming music, it's probably not going to work for you. But if you read the lyrics, you would probably still enjoy it as well. Uh, but yeah, he he talks about a lot of different uh, mental health topics. Um, and each song, and each song has a different mental health topic. So cool. pretty cool. But everything, everything was sound is the name of that album. That is not the kind of album for me, but I can appreciate the top topical nature of it as you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. definitely my favorite album of theirs. I, I go back to it a lot just because of the nature of the lyrics and whatnot. So we'll be finishing off this episode with a rough-and-tumble entertainment portion led by my <laughs> co-host, Mr. Stephen Ogle. <laughs> so, um, let's see. In the past, we have mentioned the uh, the one and only CM Punk. Gross. Boo. Who has Boo. caused problems. We've talked about his uh, media scrum in the past where he went off on the company with uh, AEW with the uh, president of the company sitting right there next to him at the press who literally said nothing the entire time. We've talked about all that stuff. I didn't like him long before that because he seems fake as F. Well, when that happened, he he had torn his tricep winning the AEW World Championship that night, uh, beating Jon Moxley, and that was back in November. So he tore his tricep, and he's been gone. Um. And he returned. His first, his first uh, time coming back was a couple weeks ago on Saturday. I was hoping he'd never be seen again. Millions of dollars are tied up in his contract. There's no I way in the know. world that he wasn't coming back. Uh, but he came back in Chicago, and of course, he's from Chicago. That crowd loved him. 
They popped. He did a promo. It was a, uh, their premiere show, uh, their new premiere show on Saturday night, Collision. He started the show, and he ended the show with a match with FTR and him uh, taking on Samoa Joe and um, who else did they take on? Oh, the Bullet Club. Uh, Bullet Club Gold, uh, Jay White and uh, Juice Robinson. So his return in Chicago was very well received, like extremely well received. Everybody that crowd loves loved their it. hometown boys and yeah. girls. Yeah. So then that was last week, or that was the week before. Um, this past week, while we were camping on Saturday, they were in Toronto, Canada, for a collision. And when he came out, there was probably, I would say, 70-30. 70 against him, 30 for him, percentage-wise. That crowd booed him like crazy. I would be booing. They booed him like crazy when he came out. Now, he didn't do any sort of promo, um, but he did a match. Uh, He was in the main event yet again uh, with FTR, Ricky Starks. And uh, they were against uh, the the uh, the Gun Club and uh, the Bullet Club, which uh, the Guns are Billy Gunn's two sons. And uh, once again, he's had great matches, but he is now in an area of wrestling with fans where he is finally getting a polarizing response when he comes out. I don't know if that was his original goal for that, but that's where he is now. He's in that spot where John Cena was, where when John Cena came out, it was, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Except it's, there's not a chant, it's just tons of boos, and then like some people saying CM Punk. If you guys can hear the dog barking apology, there seems to be a solicitor at our door right now when they ring the doorbell, so. Oh, yeah. She is not happy, and we have yet to get our no soliciting sign. Yeah, we gotta do that. Um, so, all that to say... Sunday night was Forbidden Door pay-per-view where AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling do a pay-per-view together. So every match has representatives from AEW and New Japan, whether it be a singles match, a a tag team match, a trios match, or even a 10-man tag match. I had no Uh, idea that's what that was. Yep. Every match has representatives from both both companies. Um, And uh, I... I think it's super cool that these two companies come together to do this because we get to see a lot of people from from Japan that we don't see on TV here well, in the States. Well, it's definitely not something you'd ever see WWE do. They would no. never join up with anybody else. So from that perspective, it's cool. And some, like, you know, diversity and inclusivity of other people that you, like you said, you wouldn't see as much. Yeah. That are great, talented athletes, too, just because they're not in WWE or AEW doesn't mean they're any less talented than any of those guys. Yeah. Or uh, girls. And the show started off with uh, AEW's world champion M- MJF came out to defend his title against uh, Tanahashi. I loathe that moron. Not Tanahashi. Apologies. Whoa. Timing. Whoa. MJF is like just a loser. Like cheap heat. I can't respect cheap heat. And just like stereotypical loser wrestler. Can't. No. So Tanahashi has been around for a long time. Um, and he is, he is in that part of his career where he is having to, um, change the way he wrestles because of how he's how, older. He's older. Or just, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's in his forties now, I think. 
Uh, he's been around for a while. Old man. For wrestling, that's that's getting up for there for IT, wrestling. For wrestling. All right, don't be a jerk. <laughs> We're on this podcast, and I can't curse at you, so don't be a jerk. Don't curse at uh, me anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, they put their champion on first, and I thought that was interesting. Um, that AEW just started with their world champ because generally when they do a pay-per-view, their champions last. Same thing with New Japan. When they do a pay-per-view, their champion is last. Their champion was not last. Their champion came in towards the middle of the show against uh, Jungle Boy. Um, But CM Punk was second match on the night and had the biggest response of the night. Negative. With booze. Yeah. Negative. He got the biggest heel response, and he started acting like a heel in the ring. And I texted your dad, and I was like, this suits him better. This is better for him to be a heel. He gets, you can tell he's having way more fun in the ring. Um, Well, I'll tell you, if I had to be a heel or a baby face, I'd be a heel all day. Even my dad says being a heel is so much more fun. Yeah, because you get to do, yeah, you get to do stuff and people react to you. I'd love to just be talking shit all day to people just in their face. Whoops. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. See, I was the one, the one talking (laughs) crap to people all day. That's something I would like to do. (laughs) Jeez. Um, but yeah, his the booze got even louder at Forbidden Door. I was upstairs doing things, and I started booing as well, just so I'd feel. So he knew. Yeah, I don't like him either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those two matches were good. The whole card had a very a lot of good matches, but um, uh, Willow Nightingale versus Tony Storm for the women's oh, championship. Who won that? Uh, Tony, Tony Storm, Storm, of course, she won. Yes, and there was interference, but. Willow is just Willow is the New Japan Strong Women's Champion. I love champion. her. I think she's fantastic. I love everything about her. I love her look. I love that she looks like a real woman. I love that she is her personality. I love yep. her hair. I love her clothes, like her cot or attire. I don't know what's it called. Ring attire. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Was Soraya there? Yes. Oh crap. I yeah. thought she was gone. Yeah, that's where the interference came oh. once for us from she her. She needs Irby. to go back home, man. She is horrible. It it is absolutely true that Tony Storm and Ruby Soho do four hundred times better when Soraya's not with them. Yeah, Soraya they brought her back because I guess back in the day before she broke her neck, she used to be a great wrestler named Paige. But let me tell you, she is horrible on the mic. She's horrible on the ring. Her timing is horrible for even saying stuff and knowing when to come in. Like it's like watching a novice. The thing is, is that she's nervous in the ring. I talked to your dad about this. Your dad and she needs to go home. Your if da- you can't be confident in the ring, go home. Your dad's been wrestling for He's wrestled in six decades, and he told me over the weekend while we were camping because we started talking about wrestling and we were talking about her, and he's like, she's nervous in the ring. She's not confident in what she's doing. She's afraid she's going to hurt herself again. He's like, I can just tell by the way she moves. She's not trying to do anything crazy because she doesn't want to get injured again. Then she shouldn't be in the ring. And I was like, and that's how somebody gets hurt. Now, if she wants to be, if they want to change her in a different direction and try to do something with her, maybe from like a managerial perspective or like a point, I feel like they should totally flip her on her side, take her out of the outcast thing, let Ruby and her do their own thing and put her even with somebody else or... Or somebody newer that she can like manage them and create like a faction or do something like that because maybe we'll see if she can pull that off because she can't pull any of this off. Yeah. Um, so if I had the pencil, I mentioned Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy had Luke Perry's son. 
he had uh, ringside with him. His manager, not his manager, but the person ringside with him was Hook. And they've been doing this thing with the two of them being a tag team for a while, blah, 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 blah. Well, Jungle Boy did not win. He did not win the IGB, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship from New Japan. He did not win that. Um, But him and Hook are walking out. And I told Jess, I was like, I feel like Hook's going to turn on him tonight. I feel like this is the time, like, because Jungle Boy lost. And Hook is atrocious. Because Jungle Boy lost, Hook's fed up with him, not going to be a team with him anymore, and he's going to turn on him. Well, the two of them are walking up the ramp, and then they turned around to face the crowd, and here comes Jungle Boy out of nowhere with a clothesline on Hook and Good. knocked him out. I'm glad. And I was like, what? Because I didn't expect it to be Jungle Boy. Good. And then Jungle Boy does the best thing he could do. He looked at the crowd and, and turned his hand, his fingers up in the air, like, come on, and was like, what, you're going to boo me? Yeah. Me? You're going to boot yeah. and just turn into a straight heel, and then he got a reaction immediately. I liked him. Ladies love a bad boy. Take it from your dad, Jungle Boy. <laughs> Team Dylan all the way. <laughs> Team Dylan all the way. Um, But, yeah, so he turned heel. That was a good moment. Um, Hook also hmm. needed – did I hear correctly that Taz left the booth to go be with his son who got turned on? So that was the oh story. Oh, That was the story to get Taz out of there and bring Tony Schiavone in for the second half of the show which i thought that was cool because here's two things about taz taz never takes his sunglasses off when he is in the booth he doesn't do that ever i've been watching him since he was on smackdown in 1999 or 2000 when he started commentating he never takes his shades off in the booth when hook got knocked out he took his shades off oh geez and that was one of those things of like oh wow like you that I is something for a character to do something different that he's never done before. I thought that was cool. I'll give you that, but I can't stand him with Hook. I can't stand to hear him talk about Hook, talk about Hook like he's some kind of bad, <laughs> I guess, bad butt, because I already used my one expletive, but I can't. You can say ass. That's not bad. Okay, like he's some kind of badass, like, and he's not. He's a crappy wrestler. He His whole gimmick is stupid. He looks like a freaking moron. It's nepotism all the way. He's got nothing going for him. You got a guy who's, what, 6'6", 300 pounds selling for that dork. Like, I don't think so. That's not even possible. And then Taz will be on the mic like, yeah, you don't want to get on Hook's bad side because when he's coming at you, I don't even know. I'm his dad and I don't even know. Oh, my God. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying any of it. Try selling it to somebody else. Uh, it was funny. Dumb. <clears throat> if by funny, you mean dumb. So, um... There's a quite a few other matches, but I'll mention the last two matches. Um, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Championship uh, because New Japan does a lot of wrestling here in the States, so they have a United States Championship. Um, Kenny Omega won it from Will Ospreay back in January at the G1 Climax, I believe is what that was uh, in January. So he's had it since January. Their match was the best match that AEW has put on in the last 365 days. Wow, that's saying something. I mean, no a lot of AEW question. stuff is not great, but there's still... No question. I have not seen a better match out of AEW from any talent than what I saw with Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. Those two guys, are their ring chemistry is insane. 
Um, nice. I mean, it was fantastic. And it wasn't the main event. And I was surprised that it wasn't the main event because I thought it should have been. And, I mean, Will Ospreay won. There was a little bit of interference from Don Callis because they're still using the Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega thing. Um, and they're going to keep that story going, which is cool. And Will Ospreay is going to go back to Japan and keep wrestling in Japan with the title. And, and that they'll meet up again, I'm sure, in a few months or whatever and have another match. Um, <clears throat> but that match was fantastic. Uh, every, everything about it was awesome. Like, I didn't, I put my phone down and I watched the match. I like, think I, didn't, I was probably knee deep in my rum cycle by the time that one came on. Yeah. Like, man, it was such a great match. Um, so what was the main event? Is that the, the last main event? You're talk about? The main event. I don't know who it was. Was Brian Danielson versus Okada? Okay. Couple things about the match. Number one, Brian Danielson broke his forearm in the match. Oh, ouch! That match went forty something minutes. Cool. He broke. I don't know where he broke his forearm, but he broke it in the match, so and you out. could tell that he was holding on to it like probably the last ten or fifteen, maybe twenty minutes of the match. Insane. That he kept going. Yeah. Um, he won the match. He beat oh. Okada. Okay. Okada is New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, best performer, wrestler, champion, former champion. Like, he's the best guy they have. He has been for a very long time. Um, and out of, like, man, it's just, it's insane what those two can do and the ring, and their story, and the fact that it was wrestling. It, there wasn't a lot of high spots. They're not high flyers. They're not That's jumping around and I stuff. would have enjoyed. I probably would have liked that match then. They were, man. I like legitimate, like, wrestling, like, lot of, tight yep. moves and locked in together and snug kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of wrestling holds, a um, lot of submissions and things of that nature. Like, it was a great match. They had a hard thing to follow because Omega and Osprey had that crowd in the palm of their hand, and then the next match was Danielson and Okada. So, like, they had a, they had a lot to they, that they had yeah. to fill as far as shoes, um, and it was a, tough to follow. But their match was very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, Brian Danielson broke his forearm. Wow. And he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, I bet. I don't know if it's, like, a small fracture, um, but, I mean, like, it wasn't, like, you know, no bone or anything was sticking out. It wasn't anything like that. So I'm assuming it's, it's some sort of fracture or something, dislocation. But, um, <clears throat> well, I'm glad you yeah. overall enjoyed the pay per view. I mean, theirs are long. It's by they had a buy in at seven. The show started at eight and went to like midnight. Yeah. Yeah. They're, there's their pay per views are only every two to, two to two to three months. They have a pay per view and it goes four hours yeah. plus a, an hour buy in pre show. That was a long day. I felt like I was starting to get crabby, and I was, like, overtired, and I'm like, Soph and I need to go to bed. Yeah. Um, the other thing is is that Brian Danielson, when he was on the Independence long before he came to WWE, he used uh, the final countdown as his entrance music. Oh. And Tony Khan mentioned in the press conference last night that uh, he was able to purchase that for one night. Wow. He used that for his show for one night. And he said the purchase of it was literally like a, a person's salary for the year to use it once. But he has it in, uh, I don't know, I don't know the legal uh, term for it, but basically any highlight videos that they show from that pay per view, they can still use 
the final countdown, mm-hmm. but he paid for the one-time use just for him versus Okada because that's what everybody has talked about is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus the Rainmaker, Okada. Well, Tony so Khan really spends his money wisely. Man, it's crazy to me that that's what... I mean, he, he paid a ton of money to uh, Jefferson Starship to get Orange Cassidy's music. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Jane is... Jane. Yeah, Jane. and I still like the Pixies better. The Pixies works better as uh, because of the guitar line, but yep. once Jane gets going, Jane's a great song for him. Yeah. Um, but, they, but, you know, Tony Khan does stuff like that that Vince McMahon would almost never do. He will never buy a band's music to be used. He's long past that. Like I'd he, rather have Tony Khan have like just good talent and good matches and no trash. Invest in that, and then if you've got money left over, buy a song. <laughs> and the, would be my advice. And the thing is, is that his dad's a, a billionaire. Yeah, so his, his dad's got sure money. Is. To, Nepotism his, in AEW is rampant. Yeah, his dad's got plenty of money to buy whatever he wants. He needs to buy him some in front of the camera lessons. Is what he needs to oh buy my gosh. him. Your mom's impression of Tony Khan is hysterical to me. If you guys have ever seen an SNL skit where <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> is it Buyer? Yeah, Vanessa Buyer plays um, a little boy reading some like scripture verses for his bar mitzvah. Yeah, and just the 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 personality of it, the motions of it, the tone, everything. That's Tony Khan. So yeah. check out that skit and. Uh, <laughs> It's Tony Khan, but he's not doing a skit. He's just being Tony Khan. And, and you could tell he's reading when yeah, he's on so TV. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's so bad. Like, man, like, I wish he should not. He's before uh, before last year's Forbidden Door, because this is the second time they've done Forbidden Door. Uh, he had Adam Cole come out and announce it. And I was like, good. Adam Cole should be doing this, not Tony Khan. Anybody but Tony Khan. Jacob the Bar Mitzvah Boy, yeah. if anyone wants to look up SNL to see what <laughs> Tony Khan is like. Um, but yeah, and Adam Cole was sick last night, so he couldn't do uh, Forbidden Door 2, uh, which really sucked because he had a match uh, with uh, Tommy Lawler, mm-hmm. I think. That was what was scheduled, but Adam Cole got sick before, so that didn't happen. But Cool. But yeah. Right. Sounds Tony, like fun. Yeah, it was it, overall, it was a good pay-per-view. Um, I wouldn't say like, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was their best pay-per-view, um, but I will say that uh, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, uh, it did exactly what it needed to do. It got a lot of Japan people out there for us Americans, and it got a lot of AEW, US, and European guys out there for Japan to see if they don't see, if they don't see these talents on a regular basis. This was a good time to see them. So cool. But yeah, absolutely, and and as I said, um, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, absolutely the best AEW match I've seen in the last 365 days, for cool. sure. No, no question. Like those two guys are a lot of respect for those two guys, man. They can go. All right, nice. Well, as always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WordPress, Tumblr, our website, email us, message us, all that jazz. Like, listen, subscribe, tell your friends, shout it off a rooftop, leave a review. We thank you all for listening. (laughs) It's been a long week and a longer weekend, and we will uh, see you guys next time. That's what you're going with? I believe that's all. First of all, it's also Monday, so a week hasn't been that long. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all. I believe that's all we can say. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Testing one, two. Testing three, four. Testing.
Testing. Can you hear me? No. How about now? No. And now? No. Me neither. 